Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited-time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited-time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. And happy Thursday, a busy Thursday it is. Hey, a quick programming note. Tonight at 6 o'clock on Real America's Voice, that's Channel 219 on Dish Network, Channel 240 on Pluto, on all of the apps, including Android, Apple, and most importantly, Roku, where a lot, millions of Americans watch Real America's Voice. Tonight at 6 o'clock, in partnership with the Association for Mature American Citizens, AMAC, we are beginning our presidential candidate town hall interview series. That's right. First up tonight, the youngest of all Republican candidates, in fact, the youngest I can ever remember running as a Republican presidential candidate, Vivek Ramaswamy is going to join us. It is a great interview. Rebecca Weber from AMAC and I co-host a lot of substance in this interview, a lot of fresh ideas. So be sure to check that out and we'll have a good story for you tomorrow morning as well. But watch it live on the Justin News channel, on, on the Roku, Real America's Voice, wherever you go, you'll get a great interview. And then tomorrow night, I'll be in Mar-a-Lago. That's right, where President Trump's Southern White House is. And I'll be doing an hour-long interview along with Rebecca in the second of these interviews. Next week, we'll have North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum. The week after that, Ron DeSantis and a couple of the others as well, Mike Pence and also Ambassador Nikki Haley. We'll have all those. So a great October series on just getting to know the candidates, understanding their positions, talking about substance, not gotcha and personality like the mainstream media. We're going to get you answers on what matters most to you. So go check that out. Now, we've got a wonderful show today. For the way, people are still talking about the Newt Gingrich interview yesterday. How lucky was I on that? But we're going to kick off today with Congressman Ralph Norman, one of the most important voices on the fiscal conservatism side of Congress. He's on the Rules Committee, so in the driver's seat for what gets to the floor and doesn't. He has a lot to say about the recent ouster of Speaker Kevin McCarthy, about what comes next, and why he, Ralph Norman, South Carolina congressman, supports Jim Jordan to be the next Speaker of the House. We'll have all of that at the top of the show. Take a quick commercial break after that. We'll go to our good friend, the great journalist, the great historian and author, Bill O'Reilly is going to be with us. We'll have a lot to talk about with him, including the dramatic week in Congress and so much more. And then we'll finish up with a great conversation. One of the most famous bylines at Just the News, our good reporter, Greg Piper. He covers cancel culture. He covers censorship. He covers the falsehoods that were distributed during the COVID pandemic by the government and private sector. He had a really fun story that we're going to break tomorrow, but you're going to get it here first. The Biden administration is on both sides of the vaccine mandate. I'm not making that up. 
They're actually trying to enforce the mandate against members of the military at the same time, suing companies for doing the same, including a health company and a furniture company. Greg Piper is going to bring you inside the hypocrisy conflict or whatever you want to call it of COVID enforcement inside the Biden administration. EEOC versus DOD is another way to look at it. All right, that's our show today. We've got a good one. Before we go to break, I want to break a story here. It's something very important. We were told for the last year, starting with Senator Grassi, when he got this testimony from Merrick Garland, the attorney general, that the Biden Justice Department did not stick a dirty finger in the drink that is the Hunter Biden criminal investigation. They said they were hands off. They didn't get involved. They didn't interfere. The prosecutors could do anything they wanted. We weren't in the way. And of course, Senator Grassi was suspicious of that. House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan was suspicious of that. A lot of evidence has since emerged that makes us even more suspicious of the claim. For instance, the IRS whistleblowers told us that the U.S. attorneys in Washington and Los Angeles, both Biden appointees, blocked David Weiss from bringing felony tax evasion charges against Hunter Biden. Then we were told that the Justice Department Tax Division was approving or requiring approval of steps in the case. Then we learned that the deputy attorney general under Joe Biden, that office, was involved in the plea deal that got rejected by the judge because it was too good to be true. And today we have a new and I think the most dramatic revelation to date. The ink was still drying on Joe Biden's inauguration papers. They got into the office, just took over as president 16 days after Joe Biden assumed the presidency. Well, his Justice Department, their political appointees, asked the Delaware office to brief him on the Hunter Biden case. If they were hands-off, why did they need to know what was going on? Well, because they were never hands-off. That's what this story shows. There's some amazing documents in here. Leslie Wolf, the assistant U.S. attorney to Weiss, telling the agents, oh, I got a meeting with the AAGs, the assistant attorney generals for Joe Biden at the Justice Department. And the agents, including Gary Shapley, who you know from his interview on the show, had some concern why some of the people asking to attend the briefing had nothing to do with tax law, meaning why are they in there? One of them, a representative of the NSD, the National Security Division, they had no reason to be involved in a tax case and they crashed the party. So why? Well, the NSD has had a lot of suspicion about it ever since its role in preparing the FISAs during the fake Russia collusion story, the now discredited investigation where we know that the FISA court was misled, where an investigation was sustained without merit. Well, that same division, the National Security Division, was the division that led the criminal case and the raid of Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home looking for documents. By the way, they didn't raid Joe Biden's home. They did a voluntary search there, but they raided Donald Trump's home. Hmm. That's why a lot of people like David Nunes are so suspicious about this division. Well, this story involves NSD once again, another political investigation with some heartburn when you find out that the National Security Division of the Justice Department involved. Again, not imputing people there, but it does seem to be around a lot of the most uncomfortable controversies involving the United States Justice Department, as we like to call it here, DOJ. So go check this story out. I did it with Stephen Richards, who's just a fantastic reporter, joined us about a month ago from Peter Schweitzer's Government Accountability Institute. The headline is, days after Joe Biden became president, his DOJ sought briefing on Hunter Biden criminal case. The request is the latest piece of evidence to suggest that maybe the Justice Department of the Biden administration was a little more involved in this case, a little more interfering, just like those whistleblowers told us before they were impugned by the mainstream media 
and Hunter Biden's lawyers. Of course, the good thing is those whistleblower stories have been backed up by facts. It's all true. All right. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Ralph Norman, congressman from South Carolina, member of the very powerful House Rules Committee, up next to talk about the speaker's race in the House right after these messages. Hey, folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code JUSTNEWS15. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. We're still watching as all of the maneuvers occur on Capitol Hill as a new speaker is about to be chosen as Congress gets back on the path of finishing what it was starting to do, which is get those 12 appropriations bills passed, cut the size of government, get the border fixed. That's going to happen, even despite of all the things that happened this week. We've got someone on the front lines of that debate joining us right now. He's always an honest broker when it comes to what's really going on in Washington. He is our good friend, South Carolina Congressman Ralph Norman. Congressman, great to have you back on the show. Well, glad to be with you, John. Appreciate it. You and I were talking in the break there. It is amazing to watch the media's coverage of this. There's this breathless sort of suggestion that there is a constitutional crisis, that democracy is in jeopardy. I actually saw that in one of the mainstream stories this morning. What's going on in Capitol Hill is the sort of passion that has been there since the, the, the founding days of this country. And I don't think we're in a whole lot of grave danger right now, are we? 
You know, we really aren't, John. And as you turn the TV on and hear the talking heads, as you, you know, read the print, you would think that the world's exploding, that everything is in chaos, the government's at a complete standstill. And as someone who is up there, that's just not the case. And I would would make the argument if you interview 10 people all across America, pick any town, uh, any state, they would not tell you that their top five concerns anywhere resemble being concerned about who the Speaker of the House is. Uh, I think they'll tell you the border, the price of gas, the uh, interest on credit cards going up, all the above. But, no, it's uh, we'll go back Tuesday and pick a new Speaker. Probably the vote will be Wednesday. And I think it is probably going to boil down to Steve Scalise and Jim Jordan. I've thrown my support behind Jim Jordan, who I think is an extra, excellent spokesman that we're going to need going into this election. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And it's funny, I've been talking to a lot of uh, members since the moment. There's still some hard feelings about how it played out. That's always the way passion is in politics. But there is a really resolute focus on, you know what, we're going to get the other spending bills done because that's what we promised to do. We're going to address the border in this, and then we're going to kick it to the Senate. And let's see if the Senate can do anything. There is a lot of unanimity about where to go next, right? Yeah, it is. And I think once we get the speaker's race behind us, uh, we've got to have a very conservative uh, submittal of hopefully all of our 12 appropriation bills. We have to have the uh, the, the language on the border HR2 in there. We've got to have uh, really spending cuts. And we've got to hold our ground once we submit it. If, if we, one of the complaints about McCarthy was he folded under the threat of a, you know, of a shutdown during the debt ceiling, I think uh, a lot of that was surrendered to things we voted on and got the 218. But uh, I, I think it's, it's going to be pretty solid what we do. I think once we, again, once we get the speakers race behind us. And I don't look on what happened on the floor as a bad thing. It was democracy at work. Everybody voted uh, and everybody, um, I think, played a part in, in, in what, what happened. So I'm not at all discouraged. I think, uh, I think we, get, we have some good things coming up and hopefully we get together on them. Yeah, that's the key thing is getting back to the people's business, giving wins for the American people who are suffering with the open border, rising inflation, rising interest rates. And so much of that stems from Joe Biden's policies, either on the economy or on the border. I wanted to get your reaction. You have been a champion of increasing border security in an era when the media and the president have tried to deceive us about the state of the border. A pretty remarkable moment last night when Alejandro Mayorkas said, oh, we need an emergency effort to build a wall, the very wall that Joe Biden said for three years we didn't need. How big a moment is that for the administration to have to come full circle and admit that its approach was wrong? Well, it's a tremendous moment. And you will notice this is coming after the Chuck Schumers, the AOCs, and other Democrats that I know of are getting booed in their home districts. You know, you, you don't have to turn on the TV and just watch New York. I mean, anywhere in Texas, it's a crisis. And not only financial crisis, a burden for the country, but people now realize that this administration, their, their only concern is remaining in power. And their only goal is to get as many in here and by the way, it's over the state of South, the, the population that is in this country from all over the world. The population is greater than South Carolina. We have, you know, 5.4 million 
and it's only growing, but there's got to be a stop to it. And the only, and it shows you the value of public input because they would not be doing this if the public hadn't risen up and basically said enough is enough. Yeah, no, that is, it's clearly it. It's funny how when the public speaks, even those who don't want to hear it sometimes have to listen. And that's, I think, what's going on with the Biden administration. Closer to home here in Washington, D.C., the amount of carjackings, the crimes continue to spiral out of control here. Brian Stahl recently did a session for people to give them tips on how to be safe. When the nation's own capital, where the marbled halls of government reside, can't control crime anymore, it seems to be really an extraordinary moment, maybe like we haven't seen since the cocaine wars here in the 1980s. Will Congress, will the Republicans do something maybe to prod the D.C. government to be more aggressive in cracking down on crime so that walking home from work isn't a lethal decision? Yeah, and we are going to have to do that. And just like we had to get involved when they want one to, when DC wanted to basically register to vote anybody that visits, we stopped that. And we also have got to stop the shortage. I, I understand we're over 300 officers down. The police force are, are, for the most part, demoralized, not just in DC, but all over the country. And we've got to send a message that there are consequences if you do what the criminals did to Henry Cuellar, who I talked to at the airport yesterday, to have a gun shoved in his face. Uh, that's ha- happening everywhere. And so uh, we got to get the pay up, we've, and we got to somehow get these judges that are cr- soft on crime out of office. And they're the ones that are demoralizing the police because – what use to put their lives on the line arresting somebody if they're going to be out in, in the next day? So it's a, again, this is the Biden administration's mantra since they got in office to coddle the criminal instead of the victim. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. There are going to be some continuing revelations and a decision made on what has to happen to Congressman Jamal Bowman for what I call alarm gate, pulling the alarm in the middle of the vote last week. Where do you feel that will end up? What's the appropriate adjudication for Congressman Bowman, given the facts we now know? Well, he ought to be expelled, one. Uh, he, he ought to be, he ought to have consequences. You know, in D.C., it's a, a crime of, five, of, of a thousand, and then I think imprisonment for up to either 60 or 90 days. But he ought to be prosecuted to the fullest extent. Uh, in my, I'm in Cannon, where he pulled the fire alarm. I had an autistic child, and I had four lay, elderly ladies who we took down the stairway and the steps to the Capitol. If you fall, you fall a long way. And that literally took place. The, the young, the autistic child didn't know what to do. He was scared. And it's just un, it's unexcusable to do this. And he was doing it to delay. It's, it's an insult for a sitting congressman to say he thought that was a door handle to get out. And I seen the video. I went up and actually looked at the fire alarm. It's as well marked as, any, as anything in the Capitol. He's lying. And uh, he ought to be held accountable. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. Man, that's something we've got to keep an eye on. Congressman, it's always an honor to have you on. After the budget gets resolved, I know you have a lot of other priorities. What would you say the next three most important priorities are after you get the spending bills kicked over to the Senate? Um, we've got to get the 10-year budget plan out. Uh, one, of the, one of the things about McCarthy, he just wouldn't let it out. We've been working on it. That's the thing he agreed to, and, and it's. I talked to Jody Arrington before I left. We need to publicize that, get it out, have an up or down vote on it, and uh, and, and serve notice that we're going to 
adhere to this, and then go line item by line item, continue to look at the 12 appropriations because we're in a hurry sense now uh, of getting it done, which it is a it is a main pro- the main priority. But after that, just continue to find ways to to cut the budget uh, and get numbers in line. And we haven't even begun to touch the interest, uh, much less the principal, which we've got to do, and which is twenty thousand dollars per second on what we're paying on interest. Yeah, no, that's exactly it's such an important thing. And, and the more interest rates go up, the more that cost just keeps adding to the burden. It's all direct result of Joe Biden's policies. And you were warning about this 18 months ago. You saw this coming when it when it happened. Sir, great to have you on the show. We'll be checking in probably the next week or so because a lot of big developments ahead. And we'll keep an eye on that speaker's race next week. Should be a fun day for America to see how it plays out. Well, thank you so much and look forward to it. Good to have you on, sir. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back, Bill O'Reilly, one of the most important voices in media, in history, as an author, as a journalist, he's going to give us his take on what's been going on in Capitol Hill. That's going to be a fun one. Hey, before we go to that commercial break, though, a quick reminder that we have some pretty extraordinary friends at the Birch Gold Group. They always are helping you find a way to bring precious metals into your investment portfolio, your retirement strategy portfolio, because the market is so volatile right now. People are losing money in the market. It's been a bad year. It's volatile, unpredictable. You've got high inflation still. You've got certainly higher than expected inflation or higher than healthy inflation. Interest rates are through the roof, nearing 8%, and the market hasn't been happy with that. Plus, a tight labor market suggests there's more pressures on the economy before, basically a stagflation. So in those instances, gold and precious metals are a good stabilizing factor. So the Birch Gold Group, they set up something special. Just get yourself educated. No obligation. Text the word Just News to 989898. Text the word Just News to 989898. You'll get a free info kit on how gold can make a big difference in your investment strategy, particularly your retirement strategy. I didn't even know you could bring gold into your retirement accounts, but there are gold back IRAs that are tax deductible or tax sheltered. You should check those out with our good friends at Birch Gold Group. It's very easy. Just text the word Just News to 989898. Just News to 989898. 98. All right, up next, Bill O'Reilly, a mind like none other, a voice like none other, right after these messages. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bike. You and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twchealth/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. 
All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale. Four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.US slash Just News. That's AMAC.US forward slash Just News. Mr. Bill O'Reilly joins us right now. Bill, great to have you back on the show. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, you've got a new book out called Killing the Witches, The Horror of Salem, Massachusetts. I can't wait to talk about that. But first, if you could just take us up to 50,000 feet, what just happened in Congress? Well, I misanalyzed this. I didn't think they were going to boot McCarthy. I thought Getz and McCarthy would come to some kind of arrangement uh, where the vote wouldn't take place. But the big headline that comes out of this is the discipline of the Democratic Party. Not one Democrat, not one, voted to keep McCarthy in the speakership. And to me, he didn't do a, a terrible job. I mean, he would move things along. It, it wasn't chaotic. Um, Nancy Pelosi was way more controversial. And, um, I, you know, let's just say that she ran a place that they feared her. McCarthy wasn't running it like that. So I figured maybe a couple of blue dog Democrats, moderate Democrats might come across and say, you look, the guy's not that bad, but zero. And that sends a message. The Democratic Party is much more aligned than the Republican Party is. So eight Republicans mm. voted against McCarthy. That's all. And more than 200 voted for him. OK, so eight right. blew up their own party. This blew up their own party. Now, is it catastrophic damage? No. So there'll be another vote. McCarthy could be uh, reinstated if he gets uh, a position where he comes to some agreement with Getz. Um, he could be reinstated. I think Steve Scalise has a good chance. The congressman from Louisiana was shot in the softball game. He's popular. Um, and for the American people, the regular folks, it really doesn't matter at this point. What matters is 13 months we'll vote for president. And, uh, you know, we got <laughs> to have a change in America some way. Can't keep going like this. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're spot on. I, and, I, you know, Steve Scalise is beloved on Capitol Hill. And I think that that's probably a very formidable replacement. Um, but there is a piece of this, whether you agree with with. Kevin McCarthy being removed, whether you like what he did as speaker or not, 
Um, there is an element of this that I worry about, and it's the optics for the Republican Party, because it almost feels like a dysfunctional family taking their screaming match to the front yard. And now the whole neighborhood is watching the dysfunction. Neither party has uh, captured the hearts and minds of the American people. Fastest growing uh, crew is independence. That's where I am. I'm a registered independent. Uh, both parties are dominated by extremists. I mean, Matt Gates is a far right guy. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, far left. And these people get all the headlines because they're bomb throwers. All right. They blow things up. Do they advance the cause of the American people? In my opinion, they do not. Um, however, uh, once it gets down to who's really going to wield the power in this country, um, with 70, 75 percent of Americans saying the nation's in, headed in the wrong direction, the Republican Party has got to pretty much get organized. <laughs> Because if the Democrats win again, with 75% of the folks saying the country's going the wrong way, I don't, I don't know what would happen after that. Yeah, that's a great thing. Later in the show, we've got Bobby Kenny Jr.'s uh, uh, Super PAC uh, director coming on. He's talking about going independent. It seems like independent might, ha independent might have a little bit of appeal with all of this dysfunction in Washington still presiding. Yeah, I don't see RFK Jr. as... Uh, much of a factor. He'll take equally from both uh, Republicans and Democrats. The anti-vaxxers are the that's his crew. Right. And they go everywhere. There's anti-vaxxers on the far left, far right. And uh, Bobby Kennedy Jr. is a conspiracy guy. A lot of Americans are into that now. I think he tops that at 15 percent, but takes equally from uh, both, both parties. parties. Yeah, that seems right. Bill, I want to switch gears to your new book. You know how much we on this show and our audience love all of your killing series, the latest of which is Killing the Witches, the Horror of Salem, Massachusetts. Um, I, I think that this is an incredible topic. I think a lot of people don't know enough about what happened in Salem and some of the surrounding areas. Talk to us about why this is so timely, because I got to say, when it comes to witch hunts, it feels kind of evocative. <laughs> well, you know, Trump uses the term witch hunt every day, and I I talked to one of his guys. I said, can he hold up the book when he says witch hunt? <laughs> can Donald Trump hold Whenever he's going witch hunt, witch hunt, hold up killing the witches. <laughs> All right. That's why I wrote the book, by the way, because the same thing that happened in Salem. Yeah. No, no due process. Hysteria uh, driven by fanatics. It's happening now in cancel culture is a witch hunt. The same things are in play. You're not getting uh, executed, but your lie, your life can be destroyed in a heartbeat just by an accusation. And Americans don't understand how pernicious this Salem thing. This is driven by 12 year old girls. Can you imagine you were chilling the field in 1692 and all of a sudden a constable comes up, arrests you, takes you to jail. The next day you're in a courtroom. Five girls are going, oh, oh, so and so came to me in the night, told me to sign the devil's book. And, I, and there are there adults going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And two weeks later, you got a rope around your neck. That's exactly what happened. 20 human beings executed in Salem. No due process, no evidence, no anything. And it was just absolutely hysteria. There were good people in Salem. But if you said this is wrong, then the next day you got accused of being a witch. More than 200 people were in jail. 
all right, waiting trial when William Phipps, the governor of the Massachusetts Bay Colony, ended it. And you know why Phipps ended it? Because they accused his wife of being a witch, Mary wow. Phipps. That was how insane it is. So I, I selected this topic, number one, to educate people about the origins of their country. I put you on the Mayflower, and you guys would not want to have been on the Mayflower. 66 days from Plymouth, England to Massachusetts. It was horrendous. Yeah. I mean, it's like everybody goes, oh, Pilgrim's Thanksgiving past the stuffing. No, this was bad. <laughs> and then we carry on. What happened in Salem, it influenced the Constitution of the United States, the founding fathers. But now in 2023, we're right back there with the cancel culture. Accusations can ruin your life. Yeah, they sure can. And the, the contagion that follows this sort of uh, hysteria that we now have in Washington has really been concerning to so many people. Bill, we got about a minute left. I want to ask you to handicap Donald Trump. Why is he rising in the polls with all of this controversy around him? And Joe Biden, why do Democrats seem like to not even want to show up for him when he appears in Arizona? Well, Donald Trump is getting the vote of people who understand our federal government is corrupt. Simple as that. If the primaries are held tomorrow, he win by wide margin. None of the challengers could beat him. So it doesn't really matter in the individual cases. People know the federal government's corrupt, and it is. Joe Biden, the Democrats don't know what to do. They certainly don't want him to run with an approval rating of, you know, uh, 40%, 38%. But right now, they're kind of trapped with him. But I do not think Biden's going to make it. I think there's going to be more Hunter Biden stuff. I think his health is going to de continue to deteriorate. And somebody else is going to have to run against Trump. Wow. Do you have a favorite real quickly? Anyone uh, you think could replace him quickly? I don't like any of these guys. Folks, one more good one to go. Greg Piper, one of the great investigative reporters here at Just the News. A big story he's breaking tomorrow on a double standard by the Biden administration when it comes to vaccine mandates. Yep, punishing private sector for doing them while enforcing them against the military. Wow, it's a big story. And you're going to get it first, even before it's on the website right here on John Solomon Reports, because Greg Piper is coming up next right after these messages. Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. 
Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. We are so blessed at Justin News to have an all-star team of reporters. Every day, they're digging up news that other organizations have missed or ignored. One of our best is Greg Piper, whether it's cancel culture or the failures of the public health establishment in protecting America during the COVID-19 pandemic. Greg's work has been really groundbreaking. Also, he's opened many of the big stories on the censorship machinery that the United States government built with third-party nonprofits. And so we're lucky every time he breaks a story, he's been doing some great stuff, bringing everybody up to speed on the post-pandemic. Well, I'd call it reversal. Joining us right now is my good friend and great colleague, Greg Piper. Greg, great to have you back on the show. Thanks for having me, John. You have a fun story tomorrow. I usually hate to give away a scoop, but I think maybe just teasing a little bit. The Biden administration is, well, fighting the Biden administration's own sentiments now on a vaccine mandates. Tell us what you learned about the EEOC and some recent actions there. Sure. This is a really interesting example of, of two agencies kind of contradicting each other. Uh, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission is suing private employers for uh, as they allege pretty brazenly um, running roughshod over probably easy to make religious accommodations for employees who uh, didn't want to get COVID vaccines. Uh, so uh, they just filed these actions the past couple weeks, um, basically alleging that there was no reason not to give this uh, these accommodations. Um, it's also really rare because uh, this agency almost never files litigation. It usually tries to reach private mediation, and it said it didn't. It didn't reach an agreement that was really worthwhile. Uh, what this really stands out uh, about is uh, that the Department of Defense also uh, just this week uh, reached a settlement agreement over its own uh, uh, ignorance, as it's admitted. Uh, of a religious accommodation request from service members uh, who didn't want to get COVID vaccines. Um, it's paying attorney's fees uh, to uh, their lawyers. Uh, it's already been subject to an injunction uh, against enforcing uh, this policy against these service members. This is a class action suit. Um, and, uh, and so I just found the timing really interesting that these things both kind of happen at the same time. Um, and, and they're both over the, the same subject, which is uh, reasonable religious accommodations uh, based on, um, you know, uh, sincerely held beliefs uh, and uh, things that are, are probably not going to endanger uh, mission readiness or the workplace environment. Um, in, in the case of these employers, these had to do with employees who are either remote working or didn't interact with uh, customers. 
So it's, it wouldn't be actually that hard to accommodate them as, uh, as the feds are uh, alleging. Yeah, that's a great point. And I think at the end of the day, we have to almost remind a lot of people what it was like in, uh, well, late 2021 when the Biden administration was seeking vaccine mandates for private business. Obviously, the Supreme Court struck that down. Military members were being thrown out and all of their religious accommodations completely rejected. And now you have the Biden administration really almost on the flip side of this, at least through the EEOC. It's such a remarkable thing. And I know this story tomorrow is going to capture it. When we step back now, and some people say, well, is the EOC maybe starting to reevaluate the public health response to COVID-19? And I've been fascinated watching your reporting. I think there's two dynamics. You see people on the outside willing to look in now and say, no, we got it wrong. Let's admit it. We got it wrong. Start building a better future, better infrastructure. And then you have the core agencies, well, that I think got it wrong in many respects, CDC, FDA, NIH, and they're still trying to suggest everything was great. We had a good policy, even while admitting that nothing's really working right now. I think I just saw a a statistic that only 1% of Americans got their COVID booster shots in September. It seems as though the CDC wants to pretend like everything's okay, but they kind of know it isn't. They they have a really tricky balance here because these are our our core science agencies, core public health. Uh, They're supposed to be the experts on all the things that regular people don't understand. Um, and so for them to admit, actually, their expertise maybe got ahead of the science or was driven by politics or ideology or um, or just that their own their own research was shoddy, uh, which is something we we hear a lot of allegations about now. It's just it's weak research that gets promoted by uh, these agencies is that they're basically faced with the conundrum. Do we admit that we actually made a lot of um, uh, errors that were easily avoidable? and perhaps lose credibility permanently, or do we kind of stick to our guns on this and uh, hope that kind of people forget, people have short memories, the news cycle moves on, maybe they'll listen to us next time. And they still have a, a pretty good core of uh, Americans who are willing to accept pretty much any any restriction or any recommendation uh, that they're going to give out. Uh, there's, I think, an increasing feeling in America that uh, uh, everything is unsafe and we should take maximum precautions in every area of our lives to uh, protect ourselves and uh, vac- vaccines and masks and all, all these other uh, interventions uh, seem pretty minimal to people who really are afraid. Yeah, yeah, that's it. During a moment of fear, you can pull a lot of these things off. But once that fear subsides, we get back to normal. People look back like, wait a second, that didn't work. And I think that moment of realization for everyday Americans has been unfolding in front of our eyes. I want to turn just quickly because you do such great work on free speech. I uh, There's a really fun story you had this morning about where the appeals courts are coming down on free speech, particularly inside schools. And the idea that someone simply has a different opinion on gender and believes that there are only two genders, as science would say, they can't be punished for holding that position, according to appeals court. Tell us why that's an important decision in this free speech debate we're having. Sure. This has to do with uh, a tendency among school districts now to really uh, conflate uh, speech with conduct. And you see this uh, quite a bit in uh, how they interpret bullying and harassment policies. Uh, This has become a a very big issue uh, and drawn a lot of litigation in the past few years, specifically with regard to gender identity. So uh, this was an Eighth Circuit ruling. This is America's Heartland uh, based in St. Louis um, that said uh, to this Iowa school district, you cannot threaten to expel and uh, suspend students uh, for intentional or persistent refusal to respect, that, that's a quote, 
another student's gender identity. Uh, this is not a defined term, what it means to respect someone. Uh, the district said we're only applying it to preferred names and pronouns, but that's not in the policy itself, as the court pointed out. Uh, there's a fear from the judges here uh, that uh, that's going to be subject to arbitrary and capricious enforcement because nobody actually knows what these terms mean. Um, there's broader concern among other courts that uh, these are basically just targeting unpopular opinions um, and that uh, you can't simply uh, declare uh, an unpopular opinion to be conduct tantamount to bullying or harassment. Um, so. Uh, I, I think particularly for, for older judges here, um, there's a concern because they came really out of the what you might call the golden age of First Amendment uh, litigation, uh, things like the Supreme Court's Tinker ruling, which protected students who are protesting the Vietnam War in schools, that uh, the districts especially are moving over in the direction of what you might call another example of safetyism, of uh, protecting students uh, presumed to be too mentally fragile to hear uh, a disagreement on the most important debates of the day. Wow, that is amazing. Uh, sort of reminds me of when the National Archives slapped warning labels on the Constitution and uh, Declaration of Independence, that protectionism that seems to, for many people to feel absurd. One last story that a lot of people are talking about. I got a lot of calls on this, a lot of praise for this story you did on Google and the fact that when you run searches right now, Joe Biden shows up as a presidential candidate and almost everything and a lot of his competitors, Democrat or Republican, don't show up in the search results. Tell us what you found on that. Yeah, this is a strange and somewhat disputed uh, phenomenon where uh, Google results are uh, really burying, and I, I mean severely burying, several pages in. Uh, every Republican candidate for president who is polling at, I think, more than 1%, the, the only exception here um, is Will Hurd, who very few people know. He's, he's, a, he's, he's, a, he's a never Trumper. Um, and uh, and also when you uh, search for uh, challengers to Biden on the Democratic side, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is pretty low. Um, uh, this is uh, being called pretty much ex explicit bias and pretty obvious bias by people like Senator Ted Cruz by the Media Research Center, uh, which first ran these searches. Uh, the, the wording of the searches is a little curious here. Um, they're looking for uh, Republican presidential campaign websites and Democratic presidential campaign websites. It may not be a term that a lot of people are looking for, but it still is really odd that Google would not actually know how to find these for uh, pretty much every candidate who has the slightest chance of making it a ways into the primaries. Um, I did hear from a search engine optimization expert uh, with some, uh, some possible non-biased explanations here, especially that a lot of these websites are fairly new. Google tends to deprioritize things that kind of show up in the past few months. Uh, president Biden, of course, has been president for several years now and fed campaign websites for a long time. Uh, I don't think it's settled, though, uh, because it's it's just really strange uh, that Google would be so bad. It's something that's such a core uh, American issue of political speech and uh, political candidates and democracy. I mean, this this is really the, the most core part of America is how we pick our leaders. Um, and uh, and so we're probably not going to get a good answer uh, from Google itself on this because that would be opening up its algorithm that would be uh, explaining, you know, how, you know, the secret sauce of what it does. All the stuff really now that's part of the Justice Department's antitrust trial in, in breaking open Google and, you know, how it tries to maintain its dominance. Yeah, well, it was an amazing story. And I think that just putting the data and putting out both sides allows people to make a great informed choice. This era of censorship we're in and some of it is overt and acknowledged. Some of it is 
not readily apparent, but seems to be forms of censorship, although there might be other explanations for it. You've really done a great job chronicling that. And I think the American public really benefits. It's one of the big issues in our modern time and, and how we come down and it will define a whole generation of how much freedom we have in speech. Greg, real quickly, for folks who want to follow you on social media, what's the best way for them to keep in touch with all the great work you do? I share all of my writing on Twitter at Greg Piper. Um, and uh, also lots of other interesting things that I see in the news that I can't get to every day. <laughs> we love that. It's a great Twitter feed. I check it off, and even when it's not something we're going to write about, I always learn something from the great musings you have every day, and uh, we just appreciate your reporting so much. Thanks for the time today. Sure. Thanks, John. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Thanks for joining. A big thank you to Ralph Norman, Bill O'Reilly, and Greg Piper for giving us such insightful interviews and news and information. Hey, be sure to check out the special offer the Birch Gold Group has. If you want to bring gold into your investment and retirement portfolio because the stock market just isn't doing it for you anymore, well, text the word Just News to 989898 to get a no-obligation info kit that will show you how gold can be a stabilizing force in these turbulent times for your investment strategy. All right, that wraps it up. We'll be back tomorrow with an exclusive interview with Vivek Ramaswamy, the youngest ever Republican presidential candidate, certainly in modern history. He'll join us for the whole show tomorrow. Compliments of our friends at AMAC. Until then, God bless you. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, folks, can your IRA or 401k stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is right at our doorstep? By allocating a percentage of your retirement into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from a turbulent market and economic downturns. All you got to do is put your IRA back on the gold standard. With a multi-trillion dollar trade deficit and ongoing geopolitical instability, experts say now is the time to make the switch. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Protect your retirement today with one simple phone call and receive your free gold and silver guide from my good friends at Genesis Gold. To do that, call Genesis Gold Group today at 800 200 G-O-L-D, gold. That's 800-200-GOLD. And find out how you can add precious metals to your IRA. One more time, let me give you the number. It's 800-200-4653. gold Or visit them at genesisgoldgroup.com. Genesis Gold, welcome to the John Solomon Just the News family. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle, 
all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. 